Man, you, you know what? I'm so used to being on business podcasts yeah. that I don't really get into this type of stuff. But yeah. since I'm on your show, mm. I'm going to get into it, man. Like, my dream cars was the Cullinan, the Ferrari, the McLaren, the new Maybach. You got all that? And I got all of them. <laughs> I got all of them. You don't promote that. You don't show that, do you? Mm-mm. Jason be putting it in the story sometimes. Yeah. So that's how people be knowing. But um, what I realized, fam, is that it goes from you motivating people when you're on the way up. People get so motivated oh, when you're man. on the way up. Like, they love the grind. They, yeah. love, like, they love watching you go up. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get to a certain level... That motivation turns into envy. Describe myself in two words, rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it count it when she bored. Deposit hit chicks, clearing ace. Nothing void. I know that ain't my ex calling. All right, welcome to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast, and I'm your host, Jonathan Dubasan, a.k.a. Finesse, and uh, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon, check out the website, copy one of these hoodies, copy some merch, www.richunemployed.net. Now, I got a very, very special guest today. You Rich and Unemployed? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Got a very special guest, man. Like, you've been doing your thing for a very good minute. I don't know how long it's been, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Man, yours truly, Alex Burton, a.k.a. Alice Good Energy. Yeah. Alice Good Energy, bro. And where, where you get the good energy part from? Man, it's, it's a lifestyle, fam. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just made a decision a few years ago that I ain't going to let nobody around me unless they energy right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's business or personal. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, you know, I got a trucking company. I got drivers. Yeah. And it started off with me interviewing drivers. I had uh, drivers coming to, like, interview to work for my company. Yeah. And uh, they were super qualified on paper. Yeah. Had all the endorsements, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I did 11 interviews one day, and my team was just, they just knew I was going to come back with, like, some drivers. And I came back, I ain't have no drivers for them. I said, look, I ain't hiring nobody. They was mm-hmm. like, wow. They was like, they look amazing on yeah. paper. I was like, the energy wasn't right. And, you know, that's important for me. Mm-hmm. And my energy is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. So, so I, I made it into my uh, company name about five years ago. And um, it's, 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 it's really a lifestyle, man. Energy. So did, like, are you into, like, manifestation and, and, and all those? A hundred percent. Yeah. My whole life is a manifestation. Yeah. Everything that's happening right now. Mm-hmm was literally manifested. And I ain't talking about that cliche. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you hear all those cliches all the time. Yeah. I ain't, I'm talking about, like, for real. Like, I really got exposed to a life earlier in my, yeah. in my life, like, about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, you, you, you know, my mentor says that your level of exposure determines your level of success, mm-hmm. right? So I got exposed to um, dudes who was moving and shaking legally and illegally. Mm-hmm. But I seen people that look like me living a certain life. Yeah. And once I seen it and I was exposed to it, I was like, oh, nah, I got to do that. I got to get that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, everything that's happening right now was definitely manifested. And we can get into that in a minute. I love that. So we can get into it right now. Because yeah. I'm on the same type of wave, right? And, like, you know, like, my background, I just got out of prison. Wow. Less than two years ago. About two years ago. Wow. How long was you in there for? 
About three years. Okay. Fed time. And um, all I knew was basically illegal. Like, mm. that's all I knew was, like, jugging, finessing. That's, that was just all I knew. And then now that I started getting around, like, these entrepreneurs in Atlanta. Yeah. And I see the type of money they make so easily. Right? <laughs> like, not, well, not just say easy. <laughs> right, right. But for the most part, it ain't just, like, using your hands and, and physical work. Right. And, like, now that I see that, bro, I don't want to ever go back to that again, bro. Mm. Ever. It's funny you say that, man. Um, my, you know, and again, we're going to get into, like, what's going on. But, like, my whole reason that I blew up mm -hmm. was because of people like you. Like, like, what do you mean when you say that, right? Mm -hmm. So, my cousin was locked up. Yeah. I had family members and friends that was in the streets. And i never forget. I asked, uh, it was in 2015, I asked one of my guys, Danny. I'm like, yo, how much you was making in the streets? He was like, yeah, I was making, like, you know, five, six... 8000 a week mm -hmm. Cash money And I'm like damn I was like I'm making like 15 a week With these trucks though mm -hmm. So I'm like Look you could Make that same money Plus more But we could do it With these trucks instead You know what I'm saying mm -hmm. So that's how I started I showed him He was the first person I ever showed yeah. How to do this trucking stuff And then mm -hmm. I, I just posted it On the page Like yo I just put my man Danny We gonna get him Out the streets Yeah. And then um, And that thing t Turned into something Mm. Something crazy, you know what I'm saying? But um, I just I just represent and show people like, look, man, we you can live the same lifestyle, the same right. lifestyle as the, as the dope boys and the and the scammers, whatever. But you can do it. That's a fact. You can do it legally without, you know, what I'm saying being paranoid. That's a brand. <laughs> that is the number one thing. Being paranoid, had to look over your back. Man, I hated that. I hate that feeling, bro. And what's funny, right? While I was doing time, I was meeting guys in there that was ex dope boys that got into the truck industry sitting in prison from a jail cell. They'd be like, bro, this, this, the, this the new dope right here. Real talk, bro, I'm making, showing me numbers. Showing yeah. me they numbers like, yeah. bro, I got three trucks, bro, I'm making like 30, 30, 40 a month or some, something crazy, going crazy. Yeah. And I, I told myself I would get into it, but I just never got into it. Like I was gonna start it, you know what I'm saying, put my homies on. But like, that's a thing for people that like getting out of prison, they wanna get their CDLs and get a truck. Yeah, because there's no judgment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it don't matter if you got the felony, you can still, mm -hmm. we'll still hire you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's some companies that, you know, have certain rules about that. But yeah. me, like, as long as you ain't, like, you know, serial killer. Yeah, yeah. As long as you ain't touching no kids and you ain't no rapist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I give you an opportunity. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> they made a mistake. I mean. Yeah, everybody deserves a second chance. Now, when you say you blew up, how long has it been since you... Well, you can say blow up. Explain that. Yeah, humbly speaking, for sure. Humbly speaking. Humbly speaking. Um, you know, just, just being a household name, man, um, and, and the people, you know, they called me the face of trucking. That's what they labeled me. Mm -hmm. um, I was the first person on the internet teaching this trucking stuff. Yeah. 2015, when it wasn't cool, it wasn't sexy. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was uh, doing music. Everybody was uh, throwing parties. I used to throw parties as well, but everybody yeah. was doing all the cool stuff, mm -hmm. and I made a hard pivot in the trucking. And I was just showing it and talking about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I dropped my course in 2018. First course ever. This is before everybody dropped the course. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I ain't even know here to promote it. Like, mm -hmm. like, real talk, I was the first person in the transportation, in, in the transportation industry to drop a digital course on yeah. trucking. And um, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I want to shout out to Earn Your Leisure. Earn Your Leisure invited me on their show in 2019. Mm -hmm. I did that show. And life ain't been the same since, man. <laughs> I'll be real with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it went, it went viral, and um, 
Yo, man, my, my joy blew up, man. We, we done traded over 33,000 people now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That then came through my, 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 my situation, man. That's so um, just going in every city and getting that love and just the impact. Because at this point, like, I reached a lot of my financial goals already. So right now, it's like mm -hmm. the impact is the only thing that really moves me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What in Today's episode is brought to you by Rich and Unemployed Clothing. Listen, have you guys checked out the website? Have you guys copped some merch? You can do so while watching this episode right now. So if you haven't done so, go ahead. It's right there at the bottom. Go ahead, click, go to the website, go ahead and copy some merch. Man, we got these new hoodies in. We got headscarves in. We got hats. We got caps. We got the black and gold rich and unemployed cap. So make sure you guys tap in, grab some merch while watching this episode. Because listen, I'm giving it to you, giving it to you good. Wait, pause. All right, back to the episode. Inspired. The, the digital product. What inspired you to start teaching when you could easily be making money in the trucking industry? I'm gonna be real with you. The mentors, man. I had a, I had an amazing mentor. I got a couple of them. Yeah. And the first advice CJ told me was like, "Yo, man, you doing one on ones? You doing one on one consultations? How mm -hmm. many people you doing a month?" I'm like, "Yo, I could do about six, seven people a month. I'm, I'm charging ten thousand a pop." Yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm doing something. You know what I'm saying? Sixty sixty thousand yeah. a month. I'm thinking I'm good. But then he was like, yo, you know you're being selfish. I said, what you mean by that? He was like, look, you know how many people need that information? Mm -hmm. You know how many people that look like you that need to know how to do this truck and stuff the right way the first time? Mm -hmm. And you only able to reach with six or seven people because you only one person. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, put that joint online. That's the first advice he told me was put it online. I took six months, went to the crib. Uh, shout out to my ex, man. Shout out to V. We was living together at the time. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Yo, we sat in that room that we was in a townhouse in Alpharetta. We sat in that room. It was the smallest room in the house. We sat in that room for six months and we just put together this course. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't no example to go off of. It wasn't mm -hmm. no blueprint. I just mm -hmm. had to come up with this mm -hmm. from scratch. Mm -hmm. And six months later, man, we presented it to my mentor. He was like, yo, that's it. He said, drop it. Yo, we dropped that joint in 2000, um, October 5th, 2018. We dropped that joint, man. And, um, Yo, that thing that, like I said, over 30,000 people that signed up, man, it turned me into... Let me do the math. 30,000 <laughs> yeah. times. And 2,000 a pop. 2,000 a pop. Man. <laughs> but you want to know what's the Life real... Let good. me tell you what's the realest, the realest part about that, right? You heard me mention my ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was doing the PDFs, and I was like doing the videos. I was coming up with the content. Mm. She Because I wasn't like no typer. Yeah. So she was doing that part for six months with me, right? And then, um, you know, we didn't work out. It wasn't nothing crazy. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. no cheating. It wasn't nothing, like, it wasn't no scandalous stuff. Yeah. Like, we just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But when we separated, you know, she was my business partner at the time. She was getting 10%. And then when we separated, the first thing she thought was, you know, it, it, it was over. The business relationship was going to be yeah. over. But I was like, nah, you helped me put this together. If it wasn't for you, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be no good energy worldwide. Mm -hmm. So I said, look, even though we're not together, you get 10% for the rest of your life. So now she, so and I, I just, I'm just happy because even though we didn't work out, I left her better than I found her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was able to quit her job and she was able to, now she a, a multimillionaire, you know what I'm saying? So like, I feel I sleep good at night knowing that, yeah, we didn't work, but mm -hmm. at least, you know what I'm saying? She in a better space right now. That's good energy. That's, that is the definition of good energy. Like, you know, some people be in their feelings and, you know, a lot of guys, when 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 women help them come up, or mm -hmm. they're there while they're at their bottom, and once they finally come up, they forget about them. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just not wired like that, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And um, like I don't got no 
exes that hate me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like it's okay to be adults and, and split yeah. on good terms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It don't got to be right. nasty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, that, that's just, I, I feel good about that. You know what I'm saying? And we still friends to this day. She still work with me. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's real. Let, let's normalize, like... Let's normalize, like, leaving on a good note. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. <laughs> it ain't always got to be just a tough breakup. Like, listen, it ain't work out, baby. Listen, we could be friends. Yeah. Cordial. You ain't got to hate me. You ain't got to block me. That's what I'm saying, man. For the rest of her life. Yeah, she's me forever. Forever. You get, it, was, it wouldn't have been that without mm-hmm. her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's deep, bro. Yeah. That's deep. I don't... Rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, for life. As long as the course is alive. Right, right. So everything that comes to the course, nothing else, just the course. Yeah, just the mm-hmm. course. Yeah. So you got a course. You still got your mentorship? Nah. No mentorship? Nah, I do Zoom calls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting ready to do some events. Mm-hmm. But um, there's just too many people right now. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want, I can't give favoritism to certain, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. I just I just do it as a group. It's all digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's dope. And remember my time, you know, my time is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when I did that, that freed up my time and it allowed me to do other investments. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the blessings with being able to put it on, you know, digital. Yeah. Now your mentor, was he in the truck industry or just a mentor? Like- nah, man, CJ is, um, CJ is actually E.T., the hip-hop preacher. I don't know if you know E.T., Eric yeah. Thomas. So Eric Thomas is, uh, and CJ, their business partners, mm-hmm. and they're my partners in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're my mentors. It's just a blessing that I got the number one motivational speaker in the world. As my mentor, I speak to him at least uh, once a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I listen. See, that's the biggest thing. Like, it's one thing to have a mentor, but it's another thing to be to listen right. and actually be coachable. Mm-hmm. I feel like all men, women in position that are operating at a high level, a trait that they cannot not have yeah. is being coachable themselves. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like a lot of my wins have been attributed to me listening. Mm-hmm. And and actually like taking the advice that dudes who are at a position that I'm trying to get to yeah. gave me. Mm-hmm. That's important because a lot of times we get to a certain level, we get some success, and we think we know it all. Ah, some of the decisions that was like pivotal for me was given was advice that was given to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. at every level of life you're gonna need a mentor. If you're if you're trying to level up, you're gonna always need somebody in your life like guiding you. Bro. Mm-hmm. Like you're never too successful. To have a mentor. Absolutely. Tough decisions. I, I call CJ like, yo, yeah. think about doing this, what you think? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think I seen you post a while ago um, that you're into motivational speaking, right? That you, and you had like the number one, is that who you're talking about? Like that was your mentor for motivation speaking? Well, I ain't know. I don't call the motivational speaker for me. What you I just I just talk my life and was real. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not into, I ain't into motivating nobody. Mm-hmm. My story just happens to motivate people. Right. You know I, what I'm saying? I, man, I totally agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, this ain't no, like a lot of times I don't even like write, I just get on stage and I just leave it on the stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we just did the circle of CEOs, conference shot to the circle. I was there. You was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, you know, it got emotional for me. Like I was crying on the stand. I'm like, why am I crying? But I just realized, like, I was telling a story mm-hmm. that I had never told before about like a, tra- a traumatic, you know, incident that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because that incident actually happened right there on 16th Street. That's crazy. What happened? You want me to tell you here? <laughs> we got time. <laughs> we got time. Woo! All right. So, um, yeah, I used to be a promoter, y'all. Mm-hmm. I used to throw parties like before trucking. I was in I Atlanta was, or New York. Yeah, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I, used, I was in Gwinnett, though. I had a mm-hmm. big party on Thursday nights in Gwinnett. And uh, 
six, seven hundred people every Thursday for four years straight. And AG, you know, AG Entertainment, he had uh, hollered at me like, look, I need you to get on the microphone because I used to host my parties on yeah. the mic. So I was mm -hmm. the promoter and the host. Mm -hmm. And he uh, invited me to host the biggest parties in the city. So I was hosting Compound, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? When it had first popped off, I was hosting Velvet Room on Sunday. Anybody watching this right now, if you was in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, for more than uh, 10 years, you know about Velvet Room on Sundays, you know about Compound on Saturdays, mm -hmm. you know about Pure Atlanta on Thursdays. Like, like this is when people was partying yeah, still before yeah. Bottle Wars, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, yo, it was just a Thursday night, random Thursday night at Pure Atlanta, I'm hosting a party. You know, I used to be a host at, like, going to the VIP, pour up <laughs> champagne for the ladies, mm -hmm. um, you know, just make sure everybody good. And I'll never forget this one night I met this young lady and I introduced myself to her. We was just vibing with some good energy, right? Good energy. And uh, we kept in touch. That following Tuesday, I never forget, I was like, look, let's go get a drink. I said, yo, pull up. I had, I had the townhouse right there on 16th Street. This mm -hmm. one, Atlantic Station had just first mm -hmm. popped off. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, you, you from here? Yeah, yeah. I've okay. been living over here since like 2000. So you remember when Atlantic Station just... Yeah, this was like 2007, 8, 9. That's when they started building up Atlantic Station. So it was like luxurious to live over here, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I got the towel, so I'm like, yo, pull up to the townhouse, park your car, we gonna hop in my car, and we gonna go get something to drink. And that night, she pulled up, and um, instead of parking in the parking, my park, my driveway, she just stayed behind me. I had my car waiting on her, and she just wouldn't pull in my driveway. And then two minutes later, another car pulled behind her. I hop out to see what's going on. Two dudes hop out, one of them was her man. I didn't even know she had a, had a dude. These dudes uh, caught me off guard. They, one, the dudes punched me in the face. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I see another dude with the gun in his hand. Mm -hmm. So I hit the ground. They stopped me off about, felt like 20 minutes, but it was like, <laughs> that's what it felt. Yeah, so it felt like 20 minutes. Yeah. But they stopped me, they stopped me out. Man, this is my first time maybe even getting into altercation, bro. Like, yeah. I had never brought that type of energy to me. Yeah, yeah. And they just wouldn't stop. I'm like, daddy's about to kill me. Like, I don't right. even know this girl like that. Like, I just, right. I'm just about to go get a drink. And I'll never forget, they, I had to pretend like I was dead. They finally uh, pulled off. And um, I get in my whip. I'm getting ready to go somewhere else to my man's house just mm. to get out the area. But then as I'm driving, it just start hurting to breathe. Mm. And then I was like, no, nah, I got to get to the hospital. Something ain't right. So I bust a U-turn on West P Street right there. I'm going the wrong way up the, uh, you know, it's a one way. So mm -hmm. I bust the, I'm going the wrong way up West P Street looking for a hospital. I found Emory. And um, I get in there. I finally get into the uh, room with the doctor. He pulled my shirt up. And he's like, yo, sir, do you realize you've been stabbed one, two, stabbed. three times? Yeah, they, they, them dudes stabbed me three times on my back, fam. They were trying to end you. For, for nothing. Mm -hmm. But um, I made it through, man. I made it through. But it just taught me a lesson. Like, yo, like, stop being so trustworthy. Stop being so, you know, just because you a good person don't mean everybody good people. True. But that turned me off in the clubs. I was like, I ain't going back in the club no more. Like, that, it ain't worth mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. So people like, yo, how you go from hosting parties and throwing, you know, parties to the truck. And I'm like, look, man, like, I'm not trying to do what's cool no more. I want to I want to do something that I can, I can do when I'm 60. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. So I left the game after that, man. I was just turned off. <laughs> I was turned off. I moved to Miami. I left Atlanta and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, I was so disappointed in, in my city. <laughs> Damn. That could be a lesson learned for anybody, though. Uh, Yo, I ain't go to a girl's house for, like, eight years, fam, after that. Like, <laughs> Like for real, for mm -hmm. real, like <laughs> that's a traumatic. Experience. It changed my whole dating experience, yeah, bro. <laughs> Did you ever talk to or hear from her after that? Nah, man, they got caught, but you know, 
I was in Miami, bro. And I think that's when I really started getting into this energy thing because yeah. they actually got caught. And they was like, they had trial dates and they were trying to get me to come back to go to trial. Bro, I didn't even want to be around that energy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already in Miami. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm just going to, whatever happens, happens. I don't even want to see them people no more. Like, I was protecting my energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you made it out of that, bro. I'm happy too, man. <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's what you deliver on stage? Like, what you delivered on stage at Circus Hill? Yeah, that's, that's some of it. Yeah. That's some of it. Yeah, I only had a short time, but, um, you know, I just I, I just try to make it as digestible as possible as far as the grind. Yeah. Mm. You know, that I think that's what helped, helped us win, me and my team, is that we deliver the information so digestible. You yeah. take away a lot of the intimidation. Mm -hmm. You see these trucks, you see this, these big trucks and it's so intimidating. You're like, damn, where do I start? Yeah. A lot of times as, 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 as our people, we was thinking that we was just supposed to be the drivers. Mm. But I never drove the truck before. I never had a CDL. I That's had to, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I never drove. I had to come in as an owner. Mm -hmm. So I showed people how to run the company without driving the truck. I showed people how to be the owners mm -hmm. instead of just the drivers. Mm -hmm. I showed people how to get the contracts, the big boy con you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's what that's what helped, man. That's what helped us win, for sure. I know the episode is getting really good. Before we dive any deeper, I need to get into the sponsor for this today's episode. Being an entrepreneur, creating and maintaining a business is tough. We all know this. There's a thousand other people that's grinding just like you. What I'm getting at is you don't have to do this alone. Did you know that there's a morning call every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern? It's called the Morning Meetup, made for you. It's created by David Shans, the top entrepreneur who built multi-million dollar businesses. Yes, you heard this correctly. This is a group made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Do you feel stuck? That means you need to get into the room with high-level entrepreneurs. Get in the room Basically, if you're tired of holding your own weight and it's entrepreneurship, you need to join. www.themorningmeetup.com. Join, connect, grow. I'll see you guys there. It's back to the episode. You have a, a circle of friends. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to him, 500, that was just on the show. Um, shout out to my guy, man. Yeah. Mr. Two Weeks Out. Mr. Two Weeks Out. Justin, Neo, y'all. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about that. Like, um, he, he told me the story of how y'all met, but like, how is it? How is the energy? Having this this group of people, group of men, yeah, that everybody's doing their own thing, yeah, everybody's getting money. Um, like, explain that, man. It's the dopest thing ever, bro. Um, I'm an only child, man. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I grew up by myself. Mm -hmm. Me in my room by myself. Me and my mother, single mother, never yeah. met my father before. Mm -hmm. I was a loner. Mm -hmm. And um. Man, I just met these dudes in, in, in the rooms, man, in the business conferences. I met, besides Jason, you know what I'm saying? I met Neo, him 500, Justin. I met them all at conferences. And this wasn't supposed to be this. We literally just yeah. met up for lunch one day, right? We just met up for lunch, and um, we sat down, and um, the camera guy was just there that day. And we just did a little video talking about, like, each individual business that we do mm -hmm. and how we impacted the people and how we've helped people. Mm -hmm. We did that video, we just put it out on the gram and that joint went viral. Mm -hmm. And then we just like, we all were successful. So we was like, look, let's just start doing some giveaways. Like, let's just start. And I think that's why we really connected because we all got this heart of wanting to help people. So we just yeah. started doing giveaways and little charity events. Mm -hmm. And then one day we went to Kroger last Thanksgiving. 
and we uh we shut the whole supermarket down. Each one of us took a lane, and we just told the um the cashier just to keep running the uh mm-hmm. keep ringing the groceries up, and at the end we just gonna pay for everything. We ended up running up about forty thousand in Kroger last Thanksgiving, twenty twenty one, and. How did the circle come about? How did the circle of CEOs come about? The news was just harassing us to do an interview. And then they kept asking us, so what do we call you guys? What do we call you? And instead of them having to say, Alex, get energy, him 500, right, right, new right. age CEO. We was like, yo, let's just come up with a name. Yeah. And that's how the circle of CEOs came. And then now we just started you know, doing investments together. And then we started doing conferences. And uh, so it was super organic. But the, the main thing that I want people to understand is that five brothers mm-hmm. can get together um, all be successful mm-hmm. and not pocket watch each other. Right. Not hate on each other, not be jealous of each other. We can uplift each other. Mm-hmm. Like, if y'all don't take away nothing, I want y'all to think about something real quick. As you listen to this interview, right? I want you to close your eyes real quick and I want you to imagine this. Imagine you got a circle of friends, right? It's five of y'all. All of y'all are successful, but y'all all uplift each other. Y'all all are honest and respect each other, right? And then one person falls, like makes a bad investment, right? Makes a bad investment, loses it all. But he has such a solid relationship with the other four and they make an agreement that if one person out of the five falls and messes up his money, that the other four will gift him 100 to 200,000 each and put him right back on his feet. Can you imagine how you'll sleep at night? Like, seriously, that, and that's possible. So just understand, like, yo, we got to stop knocking each other, y'all. Because if you uplift the people that surround you, you'll put yourself in a situation where you can't fall. Bro, I sleep good at night knowing that I could depend on my brothers, man. It's like insurance, bro. That's, it, it, that's <laughs> different, man. You ever drove your car without insurance? You driving like real timid. Nah, I know the feeling, bro. That's that's dope, though, man. That is a dope feeling. And too many people, not too many people can say that. People can't say that. People can't say that, oh, if I fall off, my home, my homies each, 100 bands each, I'm right back. Bro, I don't even know. Listen, man, you, they call me and ask me for something. I don't even want to know what it's for. Facts. Period. I don't let people borrow money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I give it to you, you can have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? Because how many people you done let borrow some bread and then now your, your friendship ruined because they ain't pay you back? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't let, I don't let people borrow money. You, if I give you some bread, it's yours, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I done been through that. I done been through that too many times. And I, I hate I hate when it happens and you be like, you know what? Maybe this person wasn't meant to be in my life. If you yeah. that type of person... Well, you know they say you know you leave the rope hanging on leave the rope laying on the floor. Yeah, people that hang themselves. Very true. Just let them hang themselves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now, I seen one day. I don't want to get you too emotional. One day, you were speaking about your father. You just brought him up that you, you grew up without a father, mm. and you you got real emotional on live, like you know, like mm. you 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 got successful. Because I, I want to get this right, get this wrong, but the reason you you wanted to be so successful so your dad could find you or something like that, right? Or explain that. Just mm. you, you tell. Damn, me. I didn't know you you be watching my lives. Come bro. on, man. Come <laughs> on, man. This is this was months ago. I didn't know that. Come you on, know what I'm saying? Um, what I said was I had a chip on my shoulder for a very long time, 
Um, a lot of people are motivated by money to become successful. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are motivated by getting women. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are motivated by the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But one of my motivations for a long time was making my dad regret that he wasn't in my life. Mm -hmm. You know? And I don't know if it was good or bad. Like, I used it as motivation and it really made me get to a point where I was like, look, being successful is the only option. Like, I'm going to make it to where you're going to hear about me. Mm -hmm. But I realized also it wasn't it wasn't good either. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, um, it weighs on you. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it weighs on you for real, for real. But um, yeah, yeah. Never met him before, but I just, that's why I just spoiled my mother like I do because she played both roles. Mm -hmm. She, um, my mother Jamaican, old fashioned Jamaican, came here with, with strings around her uh, clothes as a suitcase. She ain't had no suitcase. She just had to put strings around her clothes. That was her suitcase. Mm -hmm. And we was in Brooklyn, and I, I watched her work three jobs to get me out of Brooklyn. Literally sent me down here for the summer and tricked me. Made it seem like I was coming on vacation to Atlanta mm -hmm. in the late 90s. And she sent me down here with mad bags. I was just like, why well, I got so many bags for a, mm -hmm. a, a month? And uh, she tricked me and uh, had me move with my aunt and my uncle. And that, that decision to send me down to Atlanta was life-changing, bro, because I really feel like if I would've stayed in Brooklyn, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't be here doing this interview with you. Mm -hmm. I'd probably be homeless, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you, because there's so many people that I grew up with back then that are in the same places that they was at when, when, we, when I left them, where I left them at, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. On the same stoop smoking weed. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but I, I shook that energy with, mm -hmm. with my father. I shook that energy, um, I forgive him. And, um, you know, I, I'm open to meeting him, you know what I'm saying? So if you see in this interview, it's all love, man. You ain't got to be scared. You ain't got to be intimidated. <laughs> like, um, I'm definitely, I, I ain't got nothing but some good energy, man. So if you watching this interview, I heard he's in Miami right now. So, um, yeah, let, let, let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. That was up, man. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> man. To be that vulnerable and, and, and you know, because some people have hate in their heart for that. Yeah. And for you to yeah. be just like, yeah, you see this, like, this link. I just can't yeah. judge him based off of what his mindset was 39 right. years ago. You just don't, you don't know his reason. You don't know what happened, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I just think he's embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Or he feels like, I'm going to think that he wants some money if he comes in my life now. And right. I just want you to know it ain't, I, I'm not going to feel like that. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your law makers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Like I've, I've attempted to reach out twice and it just wouldn't, it just didn't happen. And I feel like that's the reason, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's some, probably some fathers right now watching this and this, you, you probably going through the same thing. You like, you know, you, you want to meet your child or, but, but there's something holding you back, your ego. But I'm telling you right now, man, like, Make that happen because you know, it's so funny, man. E.T. told me, E.T., I was supposed to go, um, I was supposed to do some stuff with him on the road. Mm -hmm. And E.T. was like, 
you gotta um, you gotta fix some things first before I, before before we before you go to that next level. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm hope I'm hoping that we can make that happen because I feel like even though I've turned out to be okay, mm -hmm. I, I turned out pretty good in life. I feel like there's a void that needs to be filled, and I feel like for me to get to my next level, I need to go ahead and uh, close that chapter. So um, I'm glad you asked me about that because now you just put it back on my mind, mm -hmm. and now I'm gonna make sure that I, I make that happen. That's real. Now you don't feel like it should be him trying to fix this instead of the son. Man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just. I'm not even gonna worry about that. I'm gonna just do my part. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my part. Facts. Yeah. You have any kids? Nah, I don't got no kids, man. So do you know why? Um, because of that situation. Yeah. Because of me not ever meeting my father, mm -hmm. I made. I, I, I've been intentional. From a young age, from 17, I made my mind up that I wasn't. I was gonna try my best, at least, to not have a kid out of a healthy situation. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. I've been intentional. I've been very responsible. I'm not out here, you know, just raw dogging it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's number one cause. I've been, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been very, <laughs> I've been very responsible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm just, I just want to give my future child the best um, scenario possible. Mm -hmm. I just bought a big ass house and you know, I got this room, I got I got every room in my house furnished, but there's one room and every time I, I give a tour to my friends, they like, yo, why you ain't do that with this room? And I tell them, I'm like, I'm saving that for, for my child, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, we, we gonna see what happens, man. But he gonna be a, he gonna be a king. He, key word, he. Mm. <laughs> he, that's what's up. <laughs> man, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Beautiful thing, man. You know, some people like that didn't have their father in their life. They want to have a child so they can mm -hmm. have what ha let the child have what they didn't have. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I can't wait. I can't wait to be the father that I wish I had. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a over deliver just because over of what I miss. You dig what I'm saying? Is is he gonna be a ooh? It's gonna be crazy, God. Shout out to the dads out there, man. That's, <laughs> that's doing their thing, man. Can't forget about the the dads that's really in their their children' life. But you know what it is, though, fam. Like. I think I posted this the other day. I'm like, yo, and I mean this with every bone in my body. I will not do business with any man that has kids and he ain't taking care of his kids. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't got, I don't got no respect for you, mm -hmm. period. Because my thing is this, if you'll do that to somebody who shares your blood, I can only imagine what you'll do to me. Bars, that's real. <laughs> Just imagine. Just imagine. They, we spoke on this. Me and uh, him 500 spoke on this, man. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And he's uh, an amazing father. Shout out to uh, him 500, Neo, and my best friend Jason. Like, I, you gotta understand the dudes that I talk to every day. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they are the examples. Great examples. <laughs> Great examples. <laughs> so man. I ain't got no choice but to be an amazing father. Man. Great I'm examples. surrounded by it. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually I witnessed that the birth of CEOs, right? Mm -hmm. Circle of CEOs, because. It, it went. It hit the news, and when it, I didn't realize it just happened. But the name came, and I was like, "What the fuck, these niggas?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I witnessed it, but and I don't think anybody kind of noticed like really what happened. It just kind of just, it went from there to boom. Like I created it, and it was just a thing. Yeah, well, I think it was because we all had our each individual yeah. following already. Yeah, yeah. 
that's what it was. So it was kind of like mm. we was now combining the mm. following and putting, you know what I'm saying? That's So it was just like Voltrons. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure. it's crazy. Because even when we separate to this day, like, when you know, when I go out, you know, I get I get that love. Like, you know, I got my own community. Yeah. If I honey got recession, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But man, it's just something about when we all fire together, it's just overwhelming, man. It, it be, it's crazy, dog. It's love, man. I'm about to start my own circle. Yeah. <laughs> Real yeah. talk. Yeah, man. Speak about your mom. You um retired her. Mm. What did what did your mom do? Nurse? Mom was in the hospital for 27 years, fam. It's something about Same Islanders. Hospital. As soon as they come in the country, man, it's like yeah. that hospital, that's that's what they aiming for. That's it. <laughs> my mom Haitian, bro. Nice. Yeah, man. Double shift, triple shifts. Bruh, yeah, yeah. She was uh, in the ho- she was at the same hospital. She was like, Gwinnett Medical Center. 27 years, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? She, when she was in New York, she was a caretaker. And uh, man, I watched my mother bust her ass for 27 years. Yeah. No complaints. Mm-hmm. No complaints. My mom go to work sick. Like, I gotta go to work. They depending on me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yo, I never forget, man. Um, it was two, it was about two years ago. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I called my mother and her energy wasn't right. And I'm like, yo, what's going on with you? She was just like, man, like, I'm not, um, I had a bad day today. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm finally tired of working. And I guess the coworkers was like treating her bad. I guess she was going through like a little bit of racism. Mm. And it's the first time I ever heard my mother complain about the hospital. And this is when, you know, I'm starting to become, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting in my bag at this point. And then, um, so I made my mind up right then at that conversation. Like, yo, she, you gotta get up out of here. Mm-hmm. And she had 10 years left. She had 10 years left at that hospital. My mother young, my mother, I ain't got no old. My mom had me when she was mad young. So man, I, I, how I do it? I, um, I told her, man, I was like, yo, this, this your last day. So to be able to retire my mother 10 years early mm-hmm. than the rest of her coworkers, by far the biggest accomplishment in my life, personally. By far. How does that feel? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you exactly how it makes me feel. I used to really care about people's opinions of me. Mm-hmm. I used to really care about like my image and you know I still do, but you know, I used to really, really take it to heart how people felt about me. Mm-hmm. But when I did that, bro, I'm like, yo, I really don't care what nobody say about me. I retired my mother. <laughs> like, I whine. Mm-hmm. I, I whine already. I don't care what y'all think about me. My mom living her best life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real talk. There's goals. She proud of me. Yeah. She proud of me. That's all I care about. I'm good. What else matters? That's dope. <laughs> 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 Dope, man. You got any siblings? Only child. You did say that. <laughs> man, you just alone. You Only child. It's just me and her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's why this is that's why I hit like that. Just me and her, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why I hit like that. But I come from I come from, man, we come from Vanderveer. Like if you watching this, you from Brooklyn, you know about Vanderveer, right? They call it uh Flatbush Gardens now, man. I, I was I was literally um I was in my house the other day, man. And I was just reminiscing 
like we have like when you get in the elevator in Brooklyn, you had to like stand against the wall on the elevator because it was always pee on the elevator floor mm. every day, bro. Like you literally, when you get in the elevator, you got to stand on the wall, mm. so you, you got to jump over the pee to get out the door, and to go from that to having the elevator in the crib. Not in the crib. Not in the crib. <laughs> Not in the crib. Speak about speak about that, bro. Like, you living in this. I haven't seen. I just seen the videos that you post in the crib, and that thing looking lovely. Thank you. I think I remember when you first got it, and I think when you was first viewing it or some shit. That yeah, shit was. Yeah. And I think you transformed it. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, having having your is that your dream house? It is. Dream crib, <laughs> dream car. What is your dream car? What, what car is that? Man, you, you know what? I'm so used to being on business podcasts yeah. that I don't really get into this type of stuff. But yeah. since I'm on your show, mm. I'm going to get into it, man. Like, my dream cars was the Cullinan, the Ferrari, the McLaren, the new Maybach. You got all that? And I got all of them. <laughs> I got all of them. You don't promote that. You don't show that, do you? Mm-mm. Jason be putting it in a story sometimes. Yeah. So that's how people be knowing. But um, what I realized, fam, is that it goes from you motivating people when you're on the way up. People get so motivated oh, when you're man. on the way up. Like, they love the grind. They, yeah. love, they love watching you go up. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get to a certain level, that motivation turns into envy. Mm-hmm. So what I've realized is that you got spoon feed. <laughs> The, the, you know what I'm saying? You got to spoon feed the, the lifestyle a little bit. You mm-hmm. think what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't do like super lifestyle marketing. I don't really get into all of that. I, I led and I, and I got to where I'm at by really giving value and giving the information. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, I got all, I, but, but I'm going to tell you this though, for the people that's watching it, right? For my young hustlers out there, just understand that um, priorities, your priorities got to be first. Before I went and got the whips, I made sure that I owned my house first. So I want y'all to, if you watching this, to understand, like, I see I see it all the time. I see all these nice cars, <laughs> you know, in apartment complexes. And it's cool, mm-hmm. but I don't think you should have three luxury cars living in an apartment building. You're moving backwards. I'm just, you know, I'm not judging. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, shot to Mr. Two Weeks Out. He was like, yo, bro, don't you go get that second car without you get, having a garage to park it in. Mm. So I went and got my house first, man. I got my house and then um, then I got my whips. And you, you're like, why you get all them whips for, right? I'm going to tell you why. I was blessed to make it to the age of 36 without ever losing anybody close to me. I don't know how I did it, bro. Like, I, I got to 36 without ever losing somebody that was close to me. And then I lost my barber, shout out to Dave, right? Rest in peace to Dave, my barber. You know, your barber, like, I see my barber twice a week. This, he like my psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dig what I'm saying? And so that hit me hard, but I, but my barber wasn't the regular type of barber. He was like up. He just did barber because barber that was his passion, but he was he was up, yeah. had mad investments. And i never forget, the week before he died, I was in his chair and he was just telling me about all these plans that he had. He was about to take his kids to Israel. He was um, investing into uh, oil. He was getting ready to open up the CBD shop. Like, my man was telling me all these plans that he had. And then a week later, he fell dead in this movie theater. And when that happened, bro, I'm like, damn, yo, he not even 40. 
He had all these plans, but he was pushing them off. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I was like, you know what? I ain't waiting no more. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live this thing called life. Mm-hmm. We only here one time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what I, what I want to do. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I want to do. So listen, man. Whatever I, you know, the cars, my house. I did exactly what I wanted to do to my house. You say, you say, is it my dream home? It had nine out of the ten things that I wanted in a home. But I was like, I'm gonna make it mine. I just, I spent more in upgrades than the house costs to make it mine. Whatever I want, I'm getting it because I'm only here one time. Motivation. That's motivation. I can have y'all can have a DJ at my funeral. <laughs> Cause I live, I live exactly how I wanted to. Party. It's a celebration. Party. You ain't got to cry. Mm. Straight up. Mm. I love that. <laughs> I said the same thing, man. Don't cry at my funeral, man. I'm gonna live this thing, what you call life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's dope, man. Do you, do you think y'all a lot of haters? Like, there's a lot of people out there that just, you know you. <sighs> you know what's so funny, man? It's like, yo, like, I help people for a living. Mm-hmm. Who would think they hate me? It's good energy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's my name, and I show love. But I realized something that, um, I realized that well, most of specifically my hate comes from is people that might want to do what I'm doing in my industry. Mm-hmm. That's really where I get it from. Mm-hmm. And a wise man told me, he said, look, man, whoever is the first to do it, if they do it right, <laughs> They gonna be the one that's, they gonna be the one, you know what I'm saying? And I just happened to do what I do first. Mm-hmm. And then I messed up and did it right. Messed up and did it right. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what happens is people that try to do what you do, but if they don't get the same results as you, mm-hmm. it builds up frustration. Mm-hmm. You understand? They could go get the same camera that you got. They could have the same clarity. They could have the same aesthetics as you. They go get the same loft. <laughs> you think what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it don't hit like you. Right. They voice don't sound the same. Mm-hmm. They, they don't connect to the audience like you connect. They talking about the same thing, but it just hit different. Mm-hmm. Now they mad at you. That's how I be, bro. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't like me, it's because you don't know me. Facts. Because if you knew me... It's you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so right. I don't even hold it against you. You, mm-hmm. you hate me because you don't know me. Mm-hmm. If you knew me, you know my, you'll know my heart. Yeah. You'll know my heart. I give you my drawers. Yeah. If you need it. <laughs> you dig me? Pause. Yeah, pause. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where would pause ever die? I had to hit him. It'll never, never die. die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Nah, man. Um, <laughs> I, dealt, I dealt with envy. And, and yeah. I only dealt with it really when I was doing illegal things. Mm. Or I felt like it because I'll be the type of person, like, once I get some information, I get some game and I go feed the tribe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always felt like that was just my duty. And I, and I did that as a, as a coping mechanism not to be hated on. I don't mm. want nobody trying to do me. Mm-hmm. Any type of way, trying to rob me, trying mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm. spread lies about me. Oh, this nigga lame because he ain't put us on. 
so I made sure I did my due diligence to to put people on. And it's like, now that I don't even deal with that type of stuff, I don't even think, no, let me not say that, because I know somebody out there hating. You watching the podcast, you see these big chains, you you see women in my comments or something. It's something you're going to find to hate. And I can never be just lacking, like, it's all love out here, because it ain't. Nah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. But, um, yo, I fight fire with water. That's all I'm gonna tell you. I, I, I thought he was gonna say fire with fire, but I love that one. Because fire don't put out fire. I just build more. Fire. So no matter what you, you know, I just I just show love, fam. Yeah. I show love. I, I be at conferences. I be moving around, and you know, people that see me and they dap me up. Yeah. I be taking pictures, and I know, I know what you said, what you was pillow talking and said about me. Yeah. But you see me at the conference, and it's all love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's all good. I'm gonna still greet you with that smile. Yeah. And I'm gonna make you question yourself on why you really didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, he cool as hell. Yeah, when yeah, I'm yeah. Not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He actually cool. Yeah. I've had so many dudes say, yo, I ain't, I ain't like you at first when I met you. So I just fight fire with water, man. Mm-hmm. I just show love. And, you know, however you handle it, whatever you got going on, that's on you. It takes too much energy to be it on take that. Too much energy <laughs> to, to yeah, hate or not to participating in that. Too much energy. <laughs> It's yeah. so easy to just just be positive, bro. It's amazing, dog. It's and smiling, <laughs> what? trying to frown and be mad and cursing that shit too, man. I be sweating cursing. It. I'm like, I'm gonna smile at you, let you have it. At the end of the day, you the one hurting. I'm not gonna scoop down to your level. Period. I mean, like, who are you? Like, who who do you think you are to get me out of character? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who are you? Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you that much control to, right, to get right. me out of character, get my blood pressure high. Mm-hmm. Nah. Have you uh, reacting out of emotion? Mm-mm. <laughs> um, what's next for you, Alex? Good energy, because it seems like you're at the mountain. Man. Yo, um, that's a good question, man. Nipsey said it best, man. He was like, "Yo, he was like, um, uh, now nah, I got different goals because I reached all my old ones." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hit a lot of my goals, bro. But I'm gonna be real. Um, my passion. And because I left the promoting mm-hmm. so abruptly, it was always like an itch for me to, like I love hospitality, I love being a host, I love showing people a good time. I, yeah. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. getting on the microphone and, and taking a dead party and then getting on the mic and then having everybody run to the dance floor shouting out the birthday girls. Like I enjoy that. Yeah. I used to do get togethers at my house all the time. I love just um, hosting people at the house and making sure that everybody's good. Don't you ain't got to bring no liquor, nothing. Just pull up. Mm-hmm. I got everything, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's in me. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, you know, trucking definitely changed my life. I've been able to change a lot of lives. But um, I missed that game. So, I, I just bought a crew Alpharetta. I just bought a club. I said if I ever get back into the industry, mm. instead of being a promoter, I was going to own the building. And uh, now, now we uh, own... Now on crew Alpharetta, man, and shout out to my partner, my cousin. I brought him, you know, he's he's in there with me, my cousin Rob, good energy. And uh, shout out to Shiny, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, who's uh, running the whole back off it, like killing mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying, to take a team. But now uh, we opened that joint up about three months ago, man, and we've been uh, we've been sold out for the last four weekends, man. It's just been crazy. So I'm just, you know, just getting back into things that I love now, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm getting ready to open up a, a truck parking lot. Like, I really feel like a successful business is a business that solves a problem. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a shortage of parking spaces in, in the country for trucks. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, trucks parking on the side of the highway yeah. on, the, on the exit ramps mm-hmm. because it's a shortage right yeah. now. So right now, I'm under contract for 16 acres on t- uh, up 20, 
and I'm getting ready to, uh, you know, bring hundreds and hundreds of uh, truck parking spaces to the to the industry. Well, my mentor said diversify within your industry. So trucking is what helped me. So I'm, I'm getting ready to invest my money back into the industry that changed my life. So you know that's what I'm working on. Them type of deals now. You know what I'm saying things that things that scare me. Mm. You know, big. Yeah, I'm trying. If it don't scare me, I ain't interested. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm on right now, man. And uh, I'm gonna continue to speak. Um, I'm gonna continue to speak, man. I, I love touching the people, and um, and just uh, yeah, you know, we on the road. We, I'm, I'm chasing 100 M's for sure. 100 M's. 100. Yeah, it sounded fake back in the days, but I ain't never seen it so clear before. It's clear now. Man. Yeah, it's mm. clear. <laughs> diversify your industry. Like yeah, diversify that. within your own industry <clears throat> first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Now, I do want to ask you this before you get off camera. I want to ask you because you talked about it. Now, your hairline was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Because, uh, I mean, most most guys would have heard that. Like, yo, hey, I bounce back. I don't know. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom in real quick. Which, which camera? That's the Okay, cool. Okay. Now I want y'all to go look at my old interviews, right? I want you to see me now, right? Oh yeah, I want you to see me now, and I want you to go look at my old interviews, right? Mm-hmm. All jokes aside, your best investment is yourself. Right. You hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about manifestation when we first started this uh, interview. Yeah. Um, I've, t- I've spoken in front of thousands. I've been on the biggest podcasts, right? Now I'm on your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going for CNN. I'm going for I'm going for big. I'm, I'm going I'm going international, right? Yeah. And I just want to be the best version of myself. Um, I was insecure about my hairline, man. I was very insecure about it. Mm-hmm. So I did my research, and I and, and I knew I was gonna have to spend a bag. But I did my research, and I found my doctor in Cali who did uh, Tory Lanez hairline. Like, he wasn't giving it up, so I had to do some extensive mm-hmm. research. And um, I called him, we did the consultation. He told me, 30000 I'll get you where you need to be. I said, uh, you, you accept, how, how you accept payment? <laughs> I got all four. I did the procedure three months ago, and I was transparent. I could have I just did it and not said yeah, nothing. Yeah. But I know a lot of men mm-hmm. had that insecurity, so I shared the plug. Uh, but you're gonna have to spend some bread. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it's if it's worth it for you, I spent the bread and um and, and and it's growing back. It's growing back and it's getting so it grows. It's my real hair. They literally took the um the hair follicles from the side of my hair where yeah. it was where it was still growing at, yeah. and they implanted it into the into the front where I was bald at. So does it grow every every yeah. minute you go to the barbershop? Yeah, it grows. It's my hair. It's not no weave, nothing. It's my hair. It's growing back. <laughs> Okay. So I did that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I got my teeth done three times. I got it done one time, it was cool, but I, it just wasn't perfect. Yeah. I went and got them to fix it, it just wasn't right. And I went to Miami three weeks ago, finally got it right. Where you went to? Um, ooh, that's a big plug. Okay, you ain't gotta say it. That's gotta a say big okay. plug. Okay. I'm gonna tell you though. Okay. That's a big plug. We, we still, we, we, yeah. we gonna figure it out. I got y'all. <laughs> we gotta handle some business for uh-huh. But um, got it right, man. And um, you know, I'm back in the gym. I got a chef now cooking, cooking healthy food for me. Yeah. I, I, I just want to be the best version of myself, bro. And I'm not. And, and and the most dangerous person is the person that's not afraid to invest in himself. Right. Love that. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Go ahead, man. I'm bald, man. <laughs> as long as you still got the, the, the follicles, it's it's possible. But follicles here? It's like if you can still see like the the, yeah, the yeah. holes, yeah, yeah. then they can, they can save it. But if it's like all the way like smooth, <laughs> it might be a wrap. I got to do it ASAP, man. <laughs> <laughs> like when I went for the consultation, it was like, yo, you're a perfect candidate for it. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I did it. 30 bob. <laughs> Yeah, 30 bands. It's the uh, best 30 I ever spent. Oh, no, no, no. I'm lying. The best investment in myself I ever spent was LASIK surgery. That 4000 Man, me is. too. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. That's the best 4000 oh I have God. ever spent in my life. It, it, it's almost unfair that yes. it costs so cheap. 4000 Like that's a, like that's like a sense. Like, yes. To see? Yes. 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 I'm like, that's it? Like, I feel like I robbed them, bro. Man. <laughs> Yo, listen, when my eyes healed and I, could, and I was just looking at everything so sharp, I was like, yo, this is a hack. It's crazy. Like, if you can't see and you still wear contacts and glasses, you tripping. Man, go spend that for a thousand. Go spend that for a thousand. Listen, ain't nobody more scarier than me when it comes to my eyes. Me too. Eyes. Me too. I was terrified. I knew I was going blind, bro. You know, you go blind for like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, y'all, if I did it, you could do it, man. Go ahead and uh, get, your, get your eyes right, y'all. Just invest in yourself, period, man. When it yeah, comes man. to health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Body, when your gotcha. eyes, your teeth. That's gotcha, what, that was man. up, bro. I told myself while I was sitting in prison, bro, I'm about to come out and be the best version of myself. You got to, bro. man. On all levels, bro. And Especially if you can afford it, man. You facts. Know what I'm saying? Facts. Your smile, that's your, that's your, that's your business card right mm-hmm. there, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> facts. Yeah, that's your business card, man. Man. What else you got for the people, man, before we get up out of here? You got anything? Man. Give man. one of your speeches, man. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, man, man, all I can tell y'all is that, um, you know, it's really, it's really possible for you to not play basketball, play football, sing, rap, and live the life that you want, y'all, like, seriously, um, all the, all, all your entertainers, they all in our DMs now, they all trying to figure out how to diversify their money. They trying to stay off for 30 for 30. You dig what I'm saying? It went from us wanting to be them to now them wanting to be us. You know what I'm saying? So I just want y'all to understand, like, stop trying to do what's cool. Find you something that you're good at. Create your LLC. Do the research. Educate yourself. And execute. Jump off that porch, man. Jump off that porch, man. Like I said, I did something that was not sexy, and I made it sexy. You dig? Yeah. Richard Unemployed, the podcast. <laughs> man, I appreciate you coming through, bro. Thanks for having me, man. This was a dope interview, bro. <laughs> Barely talked about trucks. This is just like yeah, you know, like motivation, real life. Like, I hope I hope you got something from this interview, man. Um, on on different levels, like you gave it to him, just like from your dad, like your mom, like growing up, like being stabbed, like mm-hmm. getting money, your dream house, motivation. I was underqualified, but I overachieved. Mm. You understand? That's a part. And there's so many people that have in a way better, way better position than I was in. You got to, you got your mother and your father. You got an education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't get stabbed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You had a, uh, you had a, a, a decent upbringing. You, you know, your family was middle class. Mm-hmm. I ain't had none of that, yo. I ain't, I ain't that good at math. We seen, we seen that. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> but um, but um, I just I was relentless, man. I was a dog with the grind. I still mm. am. What's up, bro? Yeah, let's get it, y'all. Let's 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 be great. Let's be great, y'all. Black excellence. Mm. First generation millionaires. Come mm. on, y'all. Mm. First generation millionaires, right? Mm. You you. I'm talking to you. You watching this right now? You gonna be the first millionaire in your family? Mm. Poverty ends with you. Let's break that curse, y'all. Let's break that curse in the family, y'all. Because if you don't do it, who will? Don't wait for the next generation. Don't wait on your brother. Man, you. I know it's me. Like, I'm going to change the trajectory of all this, bro. I appreciate you coming through, bro. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sir. Real. What you pull up here, man? Ah, uh, man. Uber? My favorite car, the old one, is the Maybach, man. Yeah. I like I like being in the back of the Maybach. Maybach I'm truck or the Maybach? The, the Maybach, the regular car. Mm. I don't, I, you couldn't give me the Maybach truck for free. Mm. I don't like that car. Um, but the new Maybach, you know what I'm saying? I got my driver outside, and yeah, mm. we just, you know, I could get my thoughts together while I was on the way over here. Mm. I was in the back just chilling. Maybach pillows and shit. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> I'm God, God wanted us to live like this, though, bro. Nah, real talk. Mm-hmm. Whatever God, you want in this world, that's that's... That's we're here on this planet to live he, he, in abundance. Yes, bro. <laughs> yes. And I think I think I had survivors remorse for so long, man. I had survivors remorse for so long. I was like, damn, like all my friends ain't make it. Like, but I realized, yo, it's godly mm-hmm. to live how we how we living, bro. It's godly, dog. Powerful message. <laughs> I ain't think you was coming with that energy, man. <laughs> That's good energy right now, man. Dang, this shit just keep getting better and better. Mm. Can't even end this, man. You can't even end the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, dope. Listen, y'all. I'm going to end the interview, y'all. Just do me one favor, man. As y'all going through life, always remember, keep that good energy. Because what you put out is what you're going to receive. I promise you. It sounds like a cliche, but I promise you, whatever you put out, that energy that you put out, that's what you're going to get back, y'all, all right? It's your boy, Alex. Get energy, man. I appreciate you, family. Let's get it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. We out, man. Till we meet next time, bitch, on the podcast. <laughs> See you next time. Let's get it, man. <laughs> <laughs>